0: Okay, and welcome to Bounce of the Ball. We are back for another week. I am your host, Rob Aaron. Here is your co-host, Chappie. How are you, mate?
1: Good, brother yourself?
0: Very, very good. Uh, This week, it is episode 23. So, jerseys worn by people, famous players. We're number 23. I don't know who I could be picking this week. Do you want to start us off, mate? Jason Richardson, brother. Nice pick, nice pick. Nice pick. I've got Draymond Green here.
1: Oh, that's just ugly. Um, I will go with Sir uh, certain Mr. Anthony Davis.
0: Ooh, there you go. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler at the 76ers in the Timberwolves. wasn't allowed Jimmy. to wear it. it. He's not allowed to wear it down at Miami because uh, it got retired because of Michael Jordan. <laughs> and ironically, he couldn't wear it at Chicago either because it got retired there because of a certain
1: player as well. Oh, I wonder who you're going to pick next, man. Um <laughs> I will go a uh, Mr. Blake Griffin.
0: Fake Fred Van
1: Vliet. Oof. Righty-o, Running out of names and numbers here, I suppose, aren't I? Um, Mr. Gary Payton. Ooh, there I'm you pretty go. sure he won the two at the Lakers, did he not? Um, I'm
0: going to go Mr. Ron Artest, also known as Mediwell Peace, also known as... Meta piece, (laughs) Artest. I don't know which one it is these days, but when Ron Artest was playing back for the Pacers, back in the uh, infamous times, uh, he did wear the number
1: 23. Why do you call it infamous? I don't know, man. Something happened, maybe. You're not going to expand on that? I did a whole podcast on it already. (laughs) Oh, mate. You didn't even invite me over. I will go, Mr. Mr. Marcus Camby.
0: Marcus Cambry, hey? Marcus oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. And I'm going to let you go one more time. Why do I have to go one more time? Because I just have a caveat
1: to add. Okay. Well, I suppose I know who you want me to say. And it's the first person you probably wanted me to say. So I'll go Mr. LeBron James and end the dick. There
0: you go. And Legacy Thief himself stole it from... Mr. Michael Jordan, <laughs> the greatest player ever to wear number 23. Okay, so... For <laughs> uh, Chicago. For everyone ever. Okay, Chicago. so, on with the show. This week, we are going to be looking at some interesting, interesting things, Chappie. So, we're going to have a yeah. bit of a weekly recap where we're going to go over what's been happening in the East and the West. That's going to lead yep. us fairly heavily into some trade talks that have been going on some trades that have actually gone down and the big surprise that popped up through the week between the Nets and the 76ers. Uh, then we're going to finish it off with a little conversation led by my co-host here, the MVP race. Um, he wants to have a bit of a discussion about certain players who aren't getting the flowers they deserve in the media. So, here we go. How's your week been, mate?
1: Uh It's only Monday, and I tell you, it feels like Friday. (laughs) It's
0: been a great week. I've I've had a great week. Great week. The Bulls did have a loss today, but I did kind of pencil it in. Um, Mm -hmm. Pretty hard to win when you're playing against Embiid and you're missing five of your starters, essentially, or three of your starters and two of your key rotational players. Um, I did message you today saying that the Bulls had to use, I think, Malcolm Hill and Matt Thomas as their key rotational pieces today, and your appropriate response to that was... Who? Exactly. So that's where the Bulls are at at the moment.
1: I still haven't done any research into who they are, so uh, that today, yeah, I apologize for that.
0: Um, They're barely making a million dollars each season, so you really wouldn't want to. It doesn't matter. Very bare minimum, that one. Yes, so, uh, aside from that, the Bulls were kind of cruising fairly well. They maintained first position throughout uh most of the week, but they did slip a half game behind the seventy sixers today. So I just wanna have a bit of a little conversation about the Bulls point guard. Um as we know, the Bulls are heavily decimated at the moment, but young man who managed to get drafted at thirty eighth pick, I believe. Uh, I he's managed to Really impress a lot of the league at the moment. Um, he's running point, winning games against the Blazers, the Magic, the Pacers. Um, yeah.
1: Your quality fits there, buddy. I,
0: I know that, but you've got to think about uh, how the Bulls are actually traveling at the moment personnel-wise Himself, Like, this guy's a rookie and he's running point, you know what I mean? So, he's feeding Vooch. Vooch is actually benefiting a lot from his point um, yep. production at the moment. But uh, he was particularly really impressive when he finished the game with a massive big clutch dunk against the Pacers the other day. That was pretty wild. That yes, was over Karis Lever after he put on 42 points against the Bulls.
1: I do remember the uh, messages he sent me, one after another. Yes, I was kind of losing it.
0: So, yeah. yeah, and You've got to remember that he's been doing that without... The last couple of games, they've had to do it without Levine and KB as well as AC and Lonzo, so... Yeah, they're yeah. not the best spot at the moment. Um listen, there's always there's cool. someone when we want to talk about in the east next, but I think we might leave that for a minute. What were you gonna say?
1: Oh, I was just gonna say that um I was taking the piss about the opposition he's playing against, but he is a rookie and um you can only beat what's in front of you. Exactly. And as you, you are short you you are under man at the moment, so you guys are Doing okay, as much as it hurts to admit that. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: So ha- how's your team going?
1: Not no that one. Fantastic. We won. We won that did. game.
0: You did win the other day. <laughs> interesting. Gave up seventy-one. Points. Quite Gave <laughs> up seventy-one points
1: on behalf, but uh, we came back.
0: Talking about the East. Oh, sorry, the West. uh the Suns. They're still two and a half games clear in first place of the Warriors at the moment. So they're leading the West on a forty-two and ten record. Quite impressive indeed. They actually went down, I think, to the Hawks on Friday. So that kind of snapped their winning streak that they were going on. But, yeah, the Hawks, they're an interesting team this year. Very interesting team. Um, did you manage to catch the game today between the Mavs and the Hawks? Or did you hear anything about it?
1: No, I actually haven't. I um, been uh had done bum-up at work all day. and I think it's literally
0: one of the worst games I've ever seen officiated oh really yeah it was atrocious um so (laughs) luca went up to Derek brunson and gave him a hug when he got his fifth foul (laughs) brunson was filthy but luca wanted to hug him because yeah he was fifth foul buddies with him do you know what i mean like they weren't weren't allowed to guard trey young and then some of the calls were pedantic to say the least the referees just i can't believe the way that trey young operates like when we watched Basketball in the 90s, smaller players had to create their space, do you know what I mean? And they did a very good job at doing it. Yeah. Trey Young Young actually, like, creates the contact and then, like, whinges for the foul because he falls over from it. Some of his flailing is, like, Academy Award winning.
1: Did you see um, CP3 um, mimicking his flopping the other day? Yeah, I did.
0: (laughs) But he's not one to talk either, so...
1: Yeah, but when CP3 is mimicking you and taking the piss, you know you've you've that's next level.
0: level. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if if he's mimicking you, then like yeah, exactly. So um yeah, the Grizzlies they're fairly heavily entrenched in third place. They're amazing. They're four games clear at the moment of the Jazz. Probably my second favorite team to watch, after the Bulls, obviously. But um, <laughs> it used to be the Nets, but mm, mm <laughs> not at the moment um, so yeah they're clear of the jazz they're currently like three and seven their win streak uh from their last 10 games so i think they've had a two-game win streak um and they're only like a game and a half clear of the mavs who actually got that win today against the hawks um yeah the lakers they had an overtime win yesterday
1: but what a game what a comeback
0: okay okay you can can have a look at it like that but you are currently sitting in the playing spot at night and lebron is lebron is singing and dancing in his car on insta and twitter how do you feel about that
1: mate when you've just come back from injury and you're 37 years old and you're still carving it up mate i'd be singing and dancing too especially when i look at my bank account um now in all honesty though when you're giving up 71 points at the half um, for us to lock down the way we did, um, it gives you a bit of hope that when these guys decide that they want to play D, that they can. Yeah. Um, because that first half was absolutely shocking. Um, it's the worst defensive half I've ever seen. Uh, probably a bit harsh that, but it's up there. Um, it was awful. Um, when you sit there and think you've got LeBron, you've got AD, and ads one of the best defensive players in the league. Um when LeBron puts his mind to it, with size, he is one of the best, better defenders in the league as well. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was atrocious. It was that bad. I decided, I decided not to waste my afternoon and go mow the lawns and stuff. Oh, That's how bad. That bad. Well, uh... I'm saying I can go mow my lawns and catch up on stuff that I need to do while it's not raining, or I can watch this absolute travesty of a game, like. I knew you were going to fucking give me curry about it anyway. So I knew what was going to happen. So I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm going to know everything. Uh,
0: I was watching the game along with you because, you know, i like to sympathize with you. And um, when I saw Russ get fed the ball in the corner and the entire crowd audibly yell, no, I'm like, oh, no. that!" And And then, and then the commentary started mentioning like, that's a really hard thing for us to have to go through. It's like, you yeah, know shit. It's like, I can't think of anything else that would be that bad for a player's confidence than to have your home crowd do that to you. You got nothing to add for the rust thing
1: about the crowd? Why do you want to do this to me, man? Um, no, I don't. We can move on. It's all right. Now, look, at the end of the day, um, For a player who's been in the league for as long as what he's been in the league, you'd think he would have worked on more than um, running down the court really fast and dunking a ball. Um, That's really respectful, I know. But I'm just saying you would have thought over the the last, what, 13 years, whatever it's been, he would have worked on his jump shot.
0: Russ has always kind of been a limited scorer, but what he has improved his game on is his playmaking. I just don't feel like he's being utilised right by Vogel at the moment in that sense. So, you know, it's I'm I'm of the opinion that you kind of bought it how you saw it and you gotta use it how it has been used in the
1: past instead of trying to
0: like you don't teach an old dog new tricks, do you mate?
1: No, you don't, but no, but you do. All these do guys in the league work you can. All these guys in the league work on their game. Um you think about it. Guys like, even Blake Griffin's become, oh, I wouldn't say he's a great really? shooter. We're going to use Blake Griffin, as an example. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, though, is that he was just renowned for dunking a ball. Yeah. He spent most of his career in LA just dunking the ball.
0: Then he lost all his athleticism and all his motivation to
1: play. Yeah, but all I'm saying, though, is, is that he became more than just simply a dunker of a ball. Um I was gonna say Vince Carter, but Vince Carter's shooting wasn't always wasn't bad all along. But Vince he never really lost his athleticism either though.
0: No, but, Vince just more got boxed in to being a yeah, dunker. It's but, not the fact that he was just a dunker, he just got boxed in. Like they were trying to do a Levine at the start of his career, but people are starting to realise now that he is way more than just a dunker. We could shoot. Yeah. But
1: what I'm saying is that Vince could shoot as well. And if you're a professional basketball player, that's something that you should be able to do, especially yeah. as a
0: guy. I understand that. But um, Russ has always had good shooters around him. It's not necessarily a part of his game that he's had to kind of sharpen. He he's sharpened his drive. You know what I mean? He, okay, his mid-range is atrocious. That's something that needs to be worked on and should be better. Them hitting the backboard, the top of the backboard, is pretty bad, man. I must admit. Even I cringe when I watch that. It's. Yeah, but in saying that, like he's always had good shooters around him. Like he's had Beal, he's had Harden, he's had KD. You know what I mean? Like he's had shooters that he's distributed to, okay. and always. So I'm, hey. yeah, I'm just, hey. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. That's all, man.
1: Like, all I'm gonna say to that though is that yes, he's had shooters, but why didn't he add things to his bag? You can't tell me that the fact that you just have shooters means that you don't need to work on your game. That thing you don't is, need...
0: right, this is the thing, but Russ is so ball-dominant. Do we really need Russ to add anything else to his game? Because he'd never give the ball up. Yes, you do. Okay, okay.
1: You do. Um, guys like Arden and... are ball-dominant too.
0: So I think I'm just, like, way more objective about this whole situation than you are.
1: No, I've had the same opinion, like, especially when you went to um the Rockets, and you saw that, and you're like, bloody hell, this man cannot shoot a ball. Like, for me, I was like, oh, that's pretty shocking that he cannot shoot a ball. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess I am a bit better at the moment, too, but um I just honestly think he needed to add more to his game than what he has over the years. Um, athleticism athleticism's bound to go. We you we all know that
0: yeah.
1: But, mate, when your career averages are thirty point five from the three point line as a guard, when you know your athleticism is going to go eventually, that's not great. No, not um, I, I just I don't know. I just. <sighs> I thought I would enjoy the Russell Westbrook experience playing LeBron and running downhill and all this other stuff until you actually see it in action and you realize that it just doesn't work in the game nowadays. It does not work.
0: Dude, that would be a good name for a trip, the Russell Westbrook experience.
1: Do you want to do it?
0: Someone can trademark that and patent it. I'm all good. Okay, so... (laughs) that kind of brings us to the basket case of the league at the moment i'm really really sorry big t uh the nets have plummeted down the rankings they just had their eighth straight loss today okay um (laughs) the worst was to the kings the other day too and they went down to the jazz by a massive margin and then they went down to the depleted nuggets by 20 today as well so Yeah, what's happening
1: in Brooklyn? Just injuries, man. You can't gut a team um, like they did to get those three players on the books together and not think it's going to have an impact on you if one of them or two of them get injured at the same time. It's always going to happen.
0: They've got some good young Uh, prospects, but who've played really, really well leading up until this eight-game stretch.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing where you need that experience on the court as well. Though like, it's easy enough to have young guys running around and doing well in spreads when they're surrounded by experienced players. That's what Io so does. What they have guys.
0: Harden and they have Kyrie. They have um, the the man you just mentioned before, Blake Griffin. Like these guys have experience. What what's happening with the Nets?
1: I suppose it's a case of leadership and everyone feeling lost. Okay, you say they have hard... It's hardened, hardened but... tanking. You know what? I don't think any professional would tank
0: in... Really? Are you going to say Not that after the... last year?
1: Not when.
0: <laughs> Not when. Um... I'm just saying, listen, there is better strip clubs in Philly.
1: Allegedly, oh. is what I've heard. Oh... <laughs> <clears> hmm. <throat> okay. So you reckon that's what he's talking to the owner, right?
0: Uh, you know, him and Maury are talking to each other, him and the owner are talking to each other. There's definitely tampering going on. So let's yeah. just get straight to this trade rumour then. So no longer really a rumour. This is a Shams tweet, by the way. There's no clickbait here. So The Philadelphia 76ers and Daryl Morey have expressed an interest in trading for James Harden. They have a package they will put together that obviously includes Ben Simmons in it. The Brooklyn Nets have said that they will listen to what they have to offer. Now, that is astonishing to me that Mm -hmm. 18 months after all the drama that James Harden caused to get out of the Rockets and then... All the pieces the nets had to give up to get james harden including giving away jared allen for basically nothing to the cleveland cavaliers which is probably the greatest shot in the foot i've ever seen him like you know like own goal i've ever seen in my life when it comes like so quickly turned around you know i've never seen a team regret a trade like that so instantaneously (laughs)
1: like he was Uh,
0: balling out instantaneously the second he went up there
1: so he was balling when he was in um in brooklyn anyway i know so anyway we don't need to go down that it's been spoken about a million times i believe that was was all
0: just to give griffin more time and space on the floor which
1: it doesn't make sense when are barely playing um i don't know um one of the worst trades ever. One of the worst decisions ever. Like, let's be honest.
0: Just the general um, one. Yeah. Considering yeah. they didn't have to give him away.
1: No. no. Oh, I guess it's almost on part with the Caruso and Caruso one, isn't it? But anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, I don't know. I, I just think there's a difference between experience with guys who buy in Totally, like okay, everyone sits there and says that Kyrie is not a great leader. Um, says that he struggles with it and all this other stuff. James Harden, he seemed like a good leader, and um, when he was at the Rockets, I don't know what's happened. Like those guys followed him to the ends of the world. Yeah. I don't know what's changed. Um, yeah,
0: that doesn't make him a good leader, but
1: are you sure when he led that team? Yes, he had his struggles in the playoffs, but he led the, that team for years and years and years.
0: The best that um, team was, was when they had Chris Paul leading them.
1: And it, that didn't work very well, did it?
0: Well, off the cause court. His, only because his hamstring fell off, but, you
1: know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, off the court, it didn't work very well. Of
0: course, it did um, because of James Harden. But,
1: but why? why? Because James so Harden, the...
0: the difference is James Harden seeks leadership. And the best leaders are ones who do not seek leadership and have it bestowed upon them. Mm -hmm. He's got it. He's he's doing it for the wrong motives. He wants to lead to do everything his own way. He doesn't want to be part of a team. He wants to be a dictator.
1: Is that the case, though?
0: I think it is. I do not rate James Harden. He's an amazing talent, scoring-wise and all that other stuff. I get it. I really do get it. But... I think he's toxic for team culture. I don't think he's ever going to succeed in the finals unless he stays at the Nets. I think he'd be toxic for 76ers. People are saying stuff like him and Kobe would be like... like, Sorry, him and MB would be the best um, guard-centre duo since Shaq and Kobe. But, I don't know, man.
1: Kobe put a lot of work
0: in. Yeah. A lot of work. A lot of work in. And... A sacrificed um, a lot of scoring to allow Shaq to get his.
1: Till he got the shits and uh, demanded a trade. Yeah, um, but that
0: was about Shaq's
1: like, you know. Not putting in, coming back unfit, having to gain, like, play into fitness through the season. Oh, I wonder who does that all the time. <clears throat>
0: it's like Kobe and Shaq but back to front.
1: <laughs> joel Embiid has his uh, issues with his fitness levels as well though at yeah, times but looks
0: his like fitness him. is related to his health and his body not his lack of discipline
1: in that regard he does look heavy at times though
0: yeah but he's a center you need to be big to back down them big boys but there's a there's no a point and purpose for his size what's the point and purpose for james harden walking around looking like he's wearing a fat suit oh wow uh, dude everyone saw them pictures when he was in in houston like what was the go with that man that... he 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 didn't want to be
1: there that's yeah, what man, it was he, he, he gave us Fox. all right <clears throat> anyway um he just went down a little rabble and then. but um look i don't know like my concern, if I was Philly, is that you have a guy who did everything he could to get out, to get to Brooklyn, to be with his boys and play with his homies.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, now, if the rumors are to be believed, he wants out of that situation. When, not I haven't heard of anything come out that's been bad enough for him to one out. Well,
0: I think the whole car racing annoys him. Um, it seems but like that point. very much so in the, in, in game interviews. Mm. Him and Maury's relationship, the relationship with the owner of the 76ers seems like it's a very, very positive one. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but everyone is saying the exact yeah. same things about you know his what? relationship.
0: I'm starting to think with... that Nash isn't um... Soft. No, I just don't think he's as regarded by the players is what they kind of did regard him as before he was their coach
1: hang on but the thing to remember though is once you get to a certain level um, coaching isn't really as important as um you believe it is it's all about man management and keeping guys happy
0: Enough about Nash speculation, what's the kind of, what do you think are going to be the big impacts from this trade? If it's going to go down, what are you asking for if you're the Nets?
1: Everything. Give me a clue. I wonder what. Well,
0: I know what I'd be asking for. I'm asking for (laughs) two first rounders, Matisse Thibel and Ben
1: Simmons. Your first round picks are not going to be great picks. That's the issue. Use them to trade. what trade value but do they have a lot of trade value they can can
0: throw them in with some rookies they've got and get another piece later on
1: yeah true yep theible for me is is the the hidden
0: piece i'm telling you mate simmons Mm -hmm. i don't even really simmons could probably simmons is an amazing player let's just like face it he he is a good player but he has massive limitations to his shooting a lot of which are self-induced through ego and lack of confidence but it's not like yep. um what what would he be like if he had was around players like KD what if he had patty mills leadership what if him Matisse Thibel and patty mills were able to now that's a thought too okay imagine that <laughs> as a rotation off the bench basically like yep. three starting
1: boomers so just a thought it'd be insane hey but you just said with um and if you add Kyra if into did, the mix, uh, you've got four Australians. Oh, uh, mate, I'm overrated. Um, <laughs> At the end of the day, if you were to throw Ben Simmons onto that team, you're not necessarily looking for him to shoot the ball a lot.
0: Dude, you're um, adding so much defense uh, and it, you're adding a ball distributor. Okay. And yep. there's shooters everywhere. You just put Cam Thomas in there to basic, or Paddy Mills. That replaces Harden's shooting in that sense. When Joe Harris Mm -hmm. is healthy again, but it looks like Joe Harris might not be coming back this year at this point. They're not too sure. They're waiting for updates, and they just keep not coming. It's a shame. Um, Yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see how they move. So what I actually think is going on is the Nets said, sure, we'll listen to whatever you got. And they're going to push that trade and negotiate it right to the 11th hour, and then say, fuck you. And vanish. Ooh. You reckon? And, and leave them stuck with Simmons as an untradable piece until the end of the season.
1: Yeah. But I was saying that's probably what they need to do anyway. Like, you know, honesty, they'll get, they'll get more from him in the summer than they would now.
0: But think about it. If you're the Nets, you still do this. Because you're basically preventing them from making a trade with someone else yeah. to, make, to improve them. Do you know what I mean? So you've got, to tie yeah. the, you've got to tie Ben Simmons up, or the speculation of a Ben Simmons trade up. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be playing full smoke and mirrors at this point. Because they've mm-hmm. said, listen, I've heard before teams come out saying, no, we are not interested in this player. And then get on the phone to the GM saying, we are interested in the player. We just have to like posture a little bit. And I think this is kind yeah. of like a reverse situation of that.
1: But when you have a player
0: who is... You've really got to consider it. Like, if they offer Feibel...
1: I'd I'd, 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 I'd take it.
0: Defensively, that makes the Nets so much better. Mm -hmm. But Harden to the 76ers, is that a risk you're willing to take? If you're the Nets. (laughs) Can you imagine if they trade Harden... And Harden hits the game winner in game seven in a Seventy Sixes net series. Eastern Conference. That, final.
1: that would... Oof, that's unforgivable,
0: isn't it? And only because Ben Simmons wouldn't dunk on the previous play. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had to add that in. I had to add that in. Um, that's awful, man. Yeah, I know. Uh yeah so that's yeah, what yeah, i think's happening with that i yeah. think it's all bs but besides from that we've had some other crazy trades haven't we oh no what was that you're
1: gonna yeah, here's a good for you though. yeah. would you ask for danny green in the mix as well no i'd say give me maxi too hmm.
0: so that's if you I want see. james harden
1: that's the price but would the dollars work with diable and simmons alone
0: i'm pretty sure uh, is that for real <laughs> dude yeah, it. that money works all day long oh, no Fireball signed a four year yeah yeah four year 12.5 million dollar deal contract yep that's 3.1 3.12 a year that's what he's on at the moment dude that works get him what's Maxi on too no, Max pardon
1: I'm just trying to work it out for Harden's max.
0: Maxi. He's on an
1: old contract, though, isn't he? Because um, Harden's on 44. Ish. I would have thought.
0: It's really interesting. Yeah, that all works, man. Money works. What's Simmons on? He's only on 20 mil or something like isn't he?
1: 33, apparently.
0: 33 with it. Oh, it works, yep. man. That fits.
1: Crazy. How's the hype yeah, 2 mil? I heard
0: Crazy. someone, I heard on um, Brian Windhorse and Tim Bonnettamps, I don't really take too much Tim bon attempts said, shouldn't have said that the Bulls are only a playing team, kind of pissed me off, makes me judge you forever, um, but they kind of speculated that James Harden could possibly turn in to Russell Westbrook or John Wall, a la shit contract if he doesn't improve his game, because you got to say like, he hasn't exactly been. He's played well this year at times, and I mean at times, but not consistently.
1: Okay.
0: I think I it's a massive ball. I don't
1: think he's that bad. But how old is Harden now? Anyway. Not young. You see, what worries me about him is that he's never seemed to be overly athletic, and by the time greats for no man, especially when and it, like, two. And it's not as forgiving on people
0: who aren't as disciplined with their bodies. James is no. 32 years old. Yeah,
1: 33 this year, isn't he? Um, yeah, in August. Wow. So, oh, I actually do wonder, um, is it is he just going to lose all that athleticism? Yes, he's going to be a shooter and be able to shoot forever, but is he going to be able to, to create that separation without traveling. But when it's slow, it's easy to call, isn't it?
0: Uh, I don't know, mate. I've seen, I've seen him do it slow enough that even blind Freddy could tell he traveled. But, you know, that's just me. Um, yeah, so all this speculation about Harden, I just don't know. I just... <sighs> yeah, so we'll move on to the other trades anyway. That's gonna be interesting. What's your space over the next coming, what? three days three days in the trade demo be- yeah rare. on the 10th mate it's all wrapped up on the 10th so Insane, eh? yeah i think saturday morning for us no not even
1: the 11th for us yeah it would be
0: possibly yeah uh, i don't know yeah. anyway yeah. um yeah so we had some other trades we had Karis levert get traded today to the Cavs
1: for absolute peanuts
0: well, they got two picks and Ricky Rubio back, so it's going to be to clear space. So the Pacers are actually in a rebuild at the moment, so you can kind of judge that trade how you want, but yeah. that's probably a good trade for them for what they're looking to do: offload some yeah. money off the books, and they'll probably offer Rubio a buyout because he's got a he's just done his ACL, so he's that's in... not
1: like Rubio's not playing at all. No, no. Um so there's no point keeping them on the books um they'll move them but yeah. um yeah it's just insane so what do they get like a second round pick and what else back yeah yeah
0: um so, uh, i'm not sure about the particulars i thought it was two picks all up what was it a second and a first or two seconds
1: i thought i've read so many things i thought it was like a second round pick a first and then I think we messaged, and then I was like, oh, was it two picks? And then, yeah, I thought it was one pick at first, but I, I'm not – yeah. It might be a first and a second. Okay, Maybe. so Levert goes to Cavs with the 2020
0: – So Cleveland will also get the 2022 pick. Yeah. So Cleveland's um, also getting a pick. Yep. Out of it. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, so they get Rubio and a lottery protected 2022 first round and two second round picks.
0: Okay. So they get three picks out of it all up. Yeah. And, Interesting. And the Cavs get a pick back and Karis Levert. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. It's still a
1: great game in my opinion.
0: You add Levert to that team. Is he going to play scoring guard? Because he's a really, really tall scoring guard, dude. Um, how the average height of their team he is going to be ridiculous. Go with their seven footers and four. Yeah, yeah. who go from small forward all the way to center? Yeah. So,
1: but it's insane. Like Levert's having a great season, isn't he? Like averaging what 18 points a game, I think it was. Yeah. He's balling in an awful team. Um, well, not an awful team anymore. But yeah. So what, you reckon at six foot six, they'll stick him out of point guard, you are saying?
0: He's two metres tall and 2.08 uh, metre wingspan. Yeah, that's just nuts, okay? The Cavs just turned into the biggest team ever in human history. Yep. Um, they're, they're just long everywhere. They're going to rotate him on the wing. He, he's going to probably take um, Markinen's place in the starting rotation, I'd imagine and Mark will rotate off the bench as power forward and small forward option. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I'd do anyway. Who would you have playing the point guard then?
0: I, he's going to keep um, running with Garland.
1: But that's what I mean, like...
0: He's doing like, a good job. Personally, I like, I like He's doing Marken. a really good job at the moment, man. I like Mark. And I like. they do have um, Rondo off the bench, but he's, Rondo is getting... On, uh <laughs> You know, he may crack out that playoff rondo for the Cavs at the back end of the year. He might just be saving you himself.
1: You never know. But that's where the experience comes into it. He's like, like that X factor. You. Like, you
0: sprinkle him in with all that talent and youth. They've also got Kevin Love there. Mm-hmm.
1: they on a dangerous playoff
0: him. team, dude. A dangerous playoff team. I don't want the Bulls getting them in the first round.
1: No, not with that length. Like any team would struggle against that length and size. But I
0: feel like they're legit, man. Hey, like it, it's, <clears throat> it, the mind boggles at how good they actually are.
1: You remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking and I was absolutely like, I was shocked to see that they were in third or fourth or whatever they were at the time. And I was like, that just snuck up on me. Like, you hear about him winning a game here, there, and everywhere. But maybe because I don't, like, follow the East team. I don't really watch a lot of their games. But I was just like, wow, how on earth are they there? And that's when you start seeing all the LeBron James um, memes about him. wanting to, to go back Cleveland.
0: to Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious.
1: Um, but, yeah, no. I, when I started looking at the team, I'm like, Jesus Christ. They have guys who are seven foot playing small forward. That's just insane. It's nuts. It's nuts. Insane. Insane.
0: So. Uh, yeah, so I reckon that's a a plus move for the Cavs. Um, I think they've made themselves more dangerous. Uh, yeah. Levert isn't as consistent of a player as I'd like to acquire, just to shore up that run. But he's probably as good as they're going to get at the moment,
1: especially for them. As look anyone. at what they gave up for him. They gave up a guy who's injured, who's not playing at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're actually and he's a better scorer than what Rubio is. So.
0: Yeah, they didn't really have to give up much at all to get him. I think they've done really, really well out of the trade. They've done fantastic. There's also talk of um, Schroeder coming to the
1: Bulls. Yeah, good luck with that.
0: Yeah, um, really cheap contract. It should probably be a rental. I don't know what we'd have to give up to get him. I I wouldn't be wanting to give up any of our existing guards. I'd only want to bolster out the guards that we do have. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to give up Kobe White for him, like other people are suggesting. I think that White's a better <laughs> productive scorer than what Schroeder is? Schroeder's best years so were under Donovan, and he has played his best role in them three-guard lineups that Donovan liked to use to run back at OKC.
1: Uh, he's too much of a liability defensively. Right? Yeah,
0: oh, and he's only six one. He's not going to add anything to it. That's what I mean. Well, people are he's, saying he's... this, he's like he's stronger defensively than what we've got, and I'm like, is he, though? Because I don't think he is.
1: Oh, he's better than a ninja Lonzo. Yeah,
0: of course Any anything's better than a player that's not on the court but that's
1: what I mean but
0: is he better than a Matt Thomas or a, or a Malcolm Hill <laughs> who? exactly exactly um, um okay you know what we call Matt Thomas well I do anyway so there's this guy Arturis kind of show us uh, fan club has his own like YouTube channel and everything um really good follow on Twitter everyone give him a follow <laughs> Every time Matt Thomas comes on and does something shit, he'll, like, tweet, cut Matt Thomas, and Matt Thomas oh, goes really off. F- and, like, it happens, wow. like, I don't know, like, two-thirds of the time, right? Yeah. And when he did it the other day, and um, it worked, I posted that, you know that meme from the Anchor Man? It's like, Sex Panther, 60% of the time, it works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like... So I've so I've decided to nickname Matt Thomas Matt Sex Panther Thomas. Sixty percent of the time
1: he works all the time. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Everything just segue back to the Bulls with you, mate. Yeah, I know. It does. It does.
0: Uh, All the way back to the noise and Michael Jordan. Okay, so you want to have a bit of a discussion about this MVP contenders?
1: I did at first, and then my mans just went and danced in a car. Um, So that kind of put a span in my works. But um, it's a bit, um, I don't know. I haven't necessarily spoken to you about lots, but I just wanted to gauge your opinion on a couple of things. Yep. (sighs) Demata Rosen for me, I don't understand why his name isn't spoken about more than what it is. Like, how much more can one player change and impact a team and a league and not be highly regarded? Personally, I, I, I don't get it. I just don't understand why he's just not spoken about as much. When you look to see where the team was before he signed and where they are now, yes, I do understand. Like, you guys have a lot of movements and stuff and you've got a lot of good pieces in. But he was the big name signing that everyone said wouldn't work, and look at look at it. It was actually labeled the worst off-season signing. Out of every signing, out of
0: every signing, it was the worst apparently. So
1: that's just so disrespectful, hey.
0: Yeah, this is like by people who are paid to give their professional opinions about basketball. So mm. yeah, um, I think the reason he's got not getting the love that the other players are getting, is because Damar is definitely part of a tandem two-piece. If you have a look at Zach's stats, then you're identical to Damar's. So you can't really talk about Damar's MVP status without talking about Zach's MVP status. And the two kind of essentially aren't cancelling each other out, but they're making enough noise around each other's MVP conversation that other people are being propelled ahead because it's quite obvious that players like mb and Jokic, and um, even LeBron have way big of an impact individually on their team than do you know what I mean? Than it is okay, with but
1: Damar has still won while you guys are carrying injuries, pretty much, with no help. Oh, literally say that he's Nikola Vucevic
0: is from... an all-star talent. We have three all-stars on our team. We... Mm-hmm. See, the thing is about the Bulls is... Um, I think I've said it before on here they're a puzzle with all the pieces in the right place they're an amazing team but individually you know what I mean but in saying that DeMar did put up 45, 9 and 7 today and tried to carry that team all the way across the line against a dominant Joel Embiid the bench gave him nothing absolutely nothing no support they just shut the bed so he actually apologised to Billy Donovan after the game because he wanted to get him in as the all-star coach so the cutoff point for All-Star coach was today, and whoever, if they'd won the game today, the Bulls' coaching staff would have been coaching the Eastern Conference, like
1: All-Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that that yeah, whatever team that is, Team Durant yeah, or whoever's uh, going to be the the captain oh, this yeah, year. Yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. So that will be Eric Spoelstra now, who will be doing that, and the Miami Heat team because they are now ahead. If you have a look at the live ladder by I believe the half a game. Half a game, they because we haven't yeah. played as many games as them, so they're a game yeah. ahead of us. So we're only half a game behind behind on the ladder. Okay,
1: insane I don't know. I, I just, I just don't. I just think he deserves to be spoken about more than what he is. Um, as I said, as far as I'm concerned, he's had an amazing season. Oh, the balls have gone amazing amazing yeah and why not speak of him more like what you guys are second in the east and your best player isn't even in the top five in the mvp ladder that makes no sense yeah makes no sense to me but he is in the
0: top 10 he is in conversations a bit um Mm -hmm. i think levine's just sitting below him but Yeah, it's like I said, it's satan and pairing.
1: I don't even think Zach's in the the running at all. Which is kind of ridiculous.
0: So, Hmm. Zach carried the team last year. The only two players left from the team at the start of last year, this is before the draft was even happened, are Zach Levine and KB White. That's it. There's no other player on the roster. Who was there at the start of last season
1: but i think that's what's um so when you say this demar Derozan's
0: later. massive impact that's also got to be counted with the fact that there's 12 other new players in the team as well and the roles and that they every, play thing. but the roles that they play on the court that you know they're creating him with space to allow him to get to his spot they're, they're cutting for him they're you know screening for him all these things like
1: like, I watch yes, James Harden
0: and Russell Westbrook play, and what they do off the ball, which is fuck all, and I mean that, in the... <laughs> That's it. They literally do nothing off the ball. They stand there and watch. That's not what's happening at the Bulls, mate. DeRozan's been getting his looks, man, because of the pieces that are operating around him, too, and because of how well coached the team is. Billy Donovan mm-hmm. has to be in talks for Coach of the Year. Has to be.
1: We'll see. It'll yeah. go to someone else. like,
0: And this is why I'm like... kind of like playing down with the Marta Rosen MVP kind of talk because there's all these factors that are going into play. It's not like... It's just him dominating entirely. Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, No, but every single team is like that though, bro. Like, let's be honest. Um, Joel and Embiid, the team is structured for him to be the best version of himself that he can be. Yeah. The exact same thing with um the and the Bucks everything is structured so that he is successful. Your best player is successful, your team becomes successful as well.
0: Yeah. And um, the Bulls are structured so Zach and DeMar are successful. Right. So, and also Vooch in that sense. We have that three piece combo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that I think they went off one time earlier in the year where there was like I think Zach and DeMar both scored thirty and who scored twenty eight. Like, and they had something like 30 assists between them. It was ridiculous, dude. Like, mm-hmm. if they do that consistently... oh Yeah, so... And that's the other thing, like... Yeah, it's not just one... Demar's not just the only player dominating. It's definitely a team effort at the Bulls. Where I feel like... Yeah. player like Jar Morant. It's definitely a team okay. effort at Memphis, but... Yeah. Jar is just... It's about the narrative in that sense, you know what I mean? And like, it would be nice. And I understand that DeMar has got that great narrative. He actually has got a really good Mm -hmm. narrative in that sense. You know what I mean? Like having to be being traded, having to come back and learn in a, in a small market, then going to the bulls and making them relevant again. It's an, it's an amazing story.
1: Wait, who are you calling the small market? Spurs. Well,
0: Judy, yep. you know what I mean. Like, I'm not calling yeah, Spurs yeah. a small market, but come on. Like, not many people outside of Texas go for the Spurs, dude. Okay? Like, I'm just saying. And if hey, they do, it's because they're Australian and Patty Mills used to play for them. And guess what? They go for the Nets now. So, sorry, Spurs.
1: Um, oh, mate. You cannot even say that. That was wrong. Hey? That was really wrong. How many chat? He's won five chips. Yeah, playing basketball the right way building through the draft signing like unknown european talents and just be then becoming world beaters oh they were world beaters before they got there but you know what i mean like and why did he have to do that
0: because the spurs are a
1: an interesting place to live small market <laughs> franchise
0: <laughs> He had to draft talent, dude. You're not attracting talent to the Spurs.
1: I didn't want to say that, but...
0: What's the best no. free agent signing the Spurs have made in the last 10 years? Can you even tell know.
1: me?
0: Can you even Rudy tell Rudy Gay. Me? Okay. But, come on. Rudy Gay. Can they attract a top 10 player? Pop doesn't want a top ten player. Unless he can draft him. Yep. From Europe. Mm-hmm. From Europe. <laughs> <laughs> or um the Virgin <laughs> Islands. Um uh, or LA. Or
1: <laughs> but no. Okay, so they are relevant. They are a very, very, very relevant
0: organization.
1: <clears throat> More yeah, than basketball.
0: Sorry, Spurs yep. fans. Okay, medium market franchise is that better? I'm they not calling him a large market franchise, dude. I'm not. I refuse to. Demar Rosen. very underrated MVP, um, kind of candidate at the moment. I think so. Um, ja Morant. where's he sit on your list?
1: I think on my list, he'd probably be about 7th, I'd say. I feel like Jar has the best narrative at this point. But it's not about the narrative for me. It's about... But guess
0: what? What It doesn't matter what it is for you. You've got to remember the people who are voting for this, and it's the media. And guess what? It's all about the narrative, my brother. It's all about the narrative. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you
1: that. But for
0: me, Jar would be 7th or 8th on my list for the MVP. Jar would be 7th or 8th. On your list, MVP? Yep. Okay. Um, yep. I heard a comparison the other day. Because you know how he's not just good at finishing, like, mad dunks and doing all that as well. But yep. his ability to finish uh, layups at the rim, it's up there with Kyrie and D-Rose back Ooh. in the day. He's like a cross between Kyrie and D-Rose, the way he can take impact and still get the shot in. That's a massive call. I get it, right? But, come on, Do you watch me. this kid? I watch him objectively, yeah, dude. Like, seriously, objectively. I'm, like,
1: astonished by his talent. Yeah. Kyrie is the best finisher around the room I've ever seen in my life. And D-Rose was an amazing finisher through contacts, cutting through lanes and all that. He was amazing. Um i don't know when you mm, i'll have to watch it back a bit but that's a big call but an absolutely massive that, in my eyes.
0: i'm saying that's his ceiling eventually he's still improving dude that's the scary thing about him
1: oh, i don't know it's yeah I it's only his third year Ooh. it's only his third year okay when you put it like that okay Okay, that okay. I see where you're coming from now, but
0: why can't he be MVP, bro? Why can't he?
1: <laughs> you know how um, I'm going to use arguments, hate using. You know, um, D Rose. He's not. He's not going. He's not going to go deep into the playoffs and win the chips. so he can't be MVP. There you go. Despite the fact the MVP race doesn't count for postseason, but it always seems to to count
0: so is that why Giannis kept winning it yeah
1: it is but they kept
0: it is out first Giannis right was dominant
1: <laughs> but at least they made the playoffs people are not expecting him to be as good as what they were Memphis is making the playoffs my friend
0: Memphis is making the playoffs
1: but when you have a look at it, when you've got guys like Giannis and that feel-good story there as well, and you got Luka Doncic there as well, who I think is a better player than him.
0: He may be, but Luka Doncic doesn't really ingratiate uh, himself on people as much as he does with like purists of the game. Well, like we love him because of the way he plays the the game, but and how talented he is.
1: Yeah, but, mate, Just because he's not going and just because you're not but, being flashy and dunking the ball. No, and all I'm not this saying that. that.
0: I'm talking about his attitude. People, it doesn't. It doesn't rub off well on people, man. He's got a really, like, FU kind of attitude. And, like, it's a superstar kind of mentality. And I get it. And, like, I haven't got a problem with it.
1: It's because the man's been playing professional basketball since he was oh, of 16. Course. Of course. It's because he's been and playing he's professional basketball since he was 16. And he was the best player in Europe. Just because the Americans don't appreciate that. You saw that. how disrespected he got
0: in all the projections when it was coming up to the draft.
1: Yeah. Like, do you think Atlanta did the right
0: thing? No. They think no. they did. I okay. know oh, they think they I did. Because they're like, oh, well, what we made got... it. Well, they made it to an Eastern Conference final before. To a conference final before. Um, the Mavs did. But they probably would have won that if Luka was leading that team. Exactly.
1: Exactly, That's and what they got a small guard and lost once again. I'll say it a Euroleague MVP for a guy who did well in college, yeah, against someone who did well against professional players. Yeah, I'm
0: just saying that, like Luca's attitude. It's and here's the thing: it's these kind of like it's irrelevant things that have that will matter in the end with the MVP, right? When numbers can't divide them. They're going to look for mm-hmm. other things to divide them, okay? And it's usually about attitude, narrative, and yeah, it's like, they try to not add it in there, but it's inherent bias in the people who are picking these things. They're, yeah. they're, going to, they're not going to be able to put these inherent biases aside to make these decisions. And um, yeah, and listen, the people who are going to be making these decisions... Jar Morant is their little darling at the moment. They cannot stop raving about him, and you know, frankly, who can blame them?
1: But he's being carried by Stephen Adams, isn't he? Kinda, of, kinda. Of. Um,
0: <laughs> that stat is interesting, but we've got to give ja his, you know, he's due. That kid is.
1: Well, he's he's a great player. I just don't think he's there yet. Well, I honestly, I just don't think he's there yet. Um, as I said, for me, he's in the top 10 for me, but he's not, he's not better than Luka Doncic, in my opinion.
0: Hmm. He doesn't need to be, but. We're
1: looking at the most valuable
0: player. Yeah, but you know, we're not looking at oranges versus oranges, are we? It's oranges versus apples in that sense.
1: Play the same position.
0: It's
1: the closest
0: uh, comparison that we have. Mm. Does Luca is Luca really the point guard?
1: On paper, yeah.
0: He's too big, man. He's like LeBron. He's that um, that body allows you to play a completely huh. different game to what Jar has to play. Jar has to use his athleticism primarily, where Luca and LeBron they can use their okay. body.
1: You know what okay. I mean? like, it, it okay. Here's quite a question a... for you, though. Here's yeah. a question. If we're going to be trying to compare apples to apples, I can't even, but Chris Paul, he's for me, more of an MVP than Ja.
0: And he is, I completely agree with you, but it's going to be the same um, thing that's going to put, not give him the same consideration that DeMar DeRozan is leaving DeMar out. It's because he's part of an amazing tandem. But to give yeah, but Chris Paul all the praise is to is to basically disacknowledge all the work that Devin Booker does. To say that Chris Paul's the no, MVP, no, it not, is. No, not, dude, dude, it not. is. Okay. No, it's So, not. so did, did Kobe or Shaq get MVP when they were the duo in that time Shaq frame? Did. So Shaq, Shaq did Shaq. get it.
1: Mm. And Shaq was um, he was one for to being unanimous. He would have been the first ever unanimous but one of them gave it to... Um, that was probably Steven. the most dominant year in basketball
0: yeah. history, but by and a player. Someone so gave it to an anomaly. Deep. Yeah, but it does prove your point, I suppose. Um, yeah.
1: My thing with Chris Paul, where were the Suns three seasons ago before he got there? Same place as the Bulls. And then he signs and what happens? i get it so for two seasons in a row he's maintained that level of play he's no longer as athletic and as quick as what he was but he still controls that he still runs that team like there's no tomorrow he's what averaging 13 odd points a game or whatever it is he's and not that's probably why
0: up- he won't be in consideration because you've probably got to be at least averaging 25 points a game to be in consideration for mvp
1: but you see that's where i know it's got nothing to do with
0: statistics but they're kind of like these you know kpis that have to be met in order to like consider someone in that sense well that's i'm only listening to the people in the media who the pundits that talk about it and what they kind of like their views are on it and there's things that they consider before they consider other things is what i'm saying
1: how can can someone's impact on a team not come into it like that is the most important thing
0: and this is going to be my argument
1: with ayo and rookie of the year just because he wasn't a top 10 pick does not mean that he's not the best rookie out there
0: no it's not just that just because his numbers aren't as good as Cade cunningham's doesn't mean that he's not impacting winning more he's playing point guard on the first like top two team in the east so McKay yeah. Cunningham is playing point guard, averaging 30 points for the worst team in the East. Sorry, the second worst team in the East. So, there's that. Cunningham numbers. will be in <laughs> consideration, but he probably won't. I think that Evan Mobley is probably the legit
1: rookie of the year. Oh, I, That's, oh, I'm I'm Mobley. That's another conversation altogether. That boy, oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, based on the last few at the start of the season, Steph was the
0: leading MVP. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he went on that shooting um, slump.
1: Slump. Um, but the way he was playing was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but for me, I, I don't know. Like, I think Steph for me would still be my top six or seven. Um. Just based on the production at the start of the season, everyone goes through a slump, especially shooters.
0: His usage rate was so ridiculous in that time frame when he was just trying to get that record, but he was actually also trying to break, break Clay's record at the same time. And yeah. the more he shot, the worse he got. See him, dude, it was getting terrible at one point. He's recovered now. He's kind of like worked his way back to being a bit more of his former self, but he's not yet. He's not quite there yet. But they have Clay and Jordan Poole and
1: Kaminga going off. and But uh, you see, that's the thing, though. The instant he was playing within the system and the play and what was put in place originally. And he was going great guns. The instant you try to take it upon yourself and change it up and not play within that system, he as an
0: individual, yep.
1: Yep, that's what it's about. As I said, you have a system and you play what's in front of you, and yeah, you might not run the full play because it breaks down, but you still play within the system.
0: Yeah, entirely, entirely.
1: Yeah. But, yeah.
0: yeah. So that kind of wraps up our MVP conversation.
1: Yeah. So. No question for you though, before you completely wrap that up.
0: Yeah, mate.
1: Why isn't LeBron mentioned as much anymore? Probably to do because the legs stuck. but well, look at that. his output
0: his output's ridiculous mate um but there's players so like this talks- every year bradley Beal. do you want to have mm-hmm. a look at his output over the last four years
1: yeah it's been ridiculous but his team yeah, absolutely
0: ridiculous but the wizards have barely made the play in they just made it last year so but yep. you know that's the reason why also, it's got to be said that LeBron hasn't been on the court as consistently this year as other years. I believe he's... How many games has he actually played this year?
1: Not sure. I know he's missed 70-odd games, which is more than what he missed over the last first 10 years of his career, or whatever it is. Yeah. No. He's, what, well, yeah, 19. The first 15 years of his career, I think he missed 70 games, or something like that. So, uh, what he's... he's
0: played this year? He's played 37. Yeah how many how many games have the lakers played all lot what are they 29 and the happy no like 28
1: and something. 26 and 28 oh, jesus it gets worse each time here
0: uh, uh 0.481 mate interesting not even 500 how's that feel no. How does that feel you know what? We went through this during the tail end of
1: Kobe's career.
0: I'm going get okay. Lakers tears written on here for
1: next week so I can sip it. Can you tell me Bro, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. I'll just okay. pull out the stats from the bulls from years gone by. Years gone by. Um <laughs> But as I was saying though, like LeBron's averaging twenty nine points a game. Yeah. Six point four assists. And like 8 rebounds or something like that. That is ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous, alright. Absolutely
0: ridiculous. Let's have a look Um, at LeBron. 29, 7 and 6.
1: 37 years old. It's insane. Like he's actually above his career averages for what? Rebounds and points, I think it is.
0: There you go. That's what happens when you've got to carry a shit team. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but he's doing it with more efficiency. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. You're right, bro. You're right, bro. Thanks. Oh, Needed.
0: Too easy. Okay, guys, so that kind of wraps us up this week. Uh, thank you for listening. If you listen to us on Spotify or Podbean, please give us a follow. Really appreciate it. Share us on the socials. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, please. Like our videos and subscribe to the channel. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye.